Well, uh, again, everybody, welcome to another edition of Catfish Corner, the National Predators podcast from the Tennessee. And I'm Paul Scarbina, the Predators beat writer, joined by the esteemed, my esteemed colleague, Gentry Estes. We sat together socially distanced tonight and watched another Predators rerun. This one, uh, a 4-1 loss looks worse on the score sheet, Gentry. You know, there are two empty net goals, but kind of the same old story with the Predators not being able to score and not being able to stop a better team. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, you know, we're, there, we're 12 games into the season. I'm kind of running out of things to say that we haven't already said, but um, there was something interesting that happened after the game tonight. I, I don't know. I found it interesting. Anyway, there was a, a players only meeting apparently um, that the players didn't obviously want to talk with us about. We'll hear uh, from Roman Yossi a little bit later about that, but um you know, I, I don't know if meetings are going to fix anything at this point, Gentry. I think, you know, uh, John Hines said something after the game about, you know, if, if I had the answer to this riddle, uh, we wouldn't be having this discussion. That's kind of what I've been saying all along is they just haven't been able to to figure it out. Um, you know, what, obviously Tampa's, you know, defending Stanley Cup champs, I think they're eight, one and one now. They're a really good team, but it, it's, you know, it doesn't seem to matter who the Predators play. It's It seems like it's kind of the same thing over and over again. Yeah, it's tough to watch for for a couple of periods, they're not able to get anything going offensively. And I think it's gotten to a point this season where it's, it would be a surprise when they do play well offensively. I mean, this is, this is kind of what you're used to, you know, after, after the game, you hear the questions of, of Hines and some of the players and, you know, people try to say, well, what, what's, why, why so inconsistent? What's wrong with this team? This was the case all last season too, Paul. And, and at some point when it just keeps happening, I think you just got to say what they can't say, which is they're just not very good. Well, and I think part of it too, I mean, look, they have, they have, they're, they're the paper champions. I mean, and, and, you know, it starts becoming a conversation of, and, and I, and I don't believe that it's going to, this season's not going to have any long-term ramifications. I think this season's probably going to be looked at as kind of an aberration. It's a weird season, they didn't do what they wanted to do in the offseason because of this, you know, the, the strangeness of the schedule and whatnot. Um, but look, this team has to make some major moves. Um, and, and, you know, and there aren't a lot of major moves to be made. I mean, you have guys, you know, in season even. I mean, you know, I, I think they do need to start building for the future if this keeps up. Um, you know, I think they do need to start trading guys like maybe a Matias Ackholm who has some value or a uh, even look at in the off season if you can if you can unload a, uh, a Ryan Ellis or you know some of these these bigger name guys I think if somehow miraculously you know Seattle will agree to take Ryan Johansson in the expansion draft and, and get that contract out of there I mean Ryan Johansson's on on IR now with a quote unquote upper body injury whatever that means um, so and I, you know the sad part is they're losing an eight million dollar a year player <clears throat> I don't really think it affects their game. I mean, it's not, I think it'd be the best thing in the world if to lose him the expansion draft in that $8 million contract, it's especially at a time when, when revenue's down. I mean, you're looking at a few years where, you know, the, the cap stays flat and it's, uh, I mean, uh, that would uh, seriously, I can't uh, think of very much that would be better for the Predators at this point to allow them to rebuild because they're, they're locked into these contracts. Well, yeah, that's, these, are assets. these are assets that they can't, I mean, look, Look at a guy like Granlin who's on a one-year contract. You know, if this keeps up in, in the end of the month, we're still having these conversations. Trade him. 
you know, get something for him. I think you can get a, a first or second round draft pick for Mikael Granlund. I mean, you know, some of these guys who have some value who are in short-term contracts, just load up the draft picks. Maybe you can load up the draft picks and, and entice Seattle to, to, to take Johansson's contract. I, I don't know. Um, what I do know is what they're doing right now is not working. Uh, and, and that's a pretty good segue into um, what, what Roman Yossi had to say after the game. Let's take a listen. Well, with all due respect, Adam, I'm, I'm not going to discuss what, what was said, um, but um, obviously we're, we're, we're not playing, playing up to our potential right now. Um, it's pretty obvious, and uh, we, need to, we need to find a way to get out of this. It's, a, it's such a short season. Um, so, yeah, we talked amongst players, and we just we, we got to stick together and find a, way, find a way out of this. So pretty interesting, Gentry. I haven't been, I've been on, this is my third year on the beat. I was talking with Adam Vingen of the athletic formerly of the Tennessee. And he said, that's the most pissed off he's ever heard Roman get. And Roman still was very polite and prefaced his dismissal <laughs> with a, with an all due respect. Um, you know, but, but look, I, I, getting mad at this point isn't going to solve anything. It's, it, you know, I, I get that people want to see these guys get mad. I, I've been hearing that about Roman Yossi and, you know, John Hines needs to be fired and, and David Poyle needs to be fired. And, you know, everybody wants to call for everybody's head. Um, and, and, you know, eventually heads will roll, um, you know, whether that's sooner or later, we'll find out. But I thought it was interesting. You know, I did a story last year about Roman and I went around and asked guys, does Roman ever get mad? And, and you know, it's like come in a locker room and throw sticks and, you know, and, and get on guys. And, and, and surprisingly, some guys said, yeah, I mean, he does, but he's just not that guy outwardly. He's not that guy usually on the ice. He has, a, he has that streak on the ice sometimes, but I mean, I, anger isn't going to fix this. I, I, and I will say this, it's kind of interesting. Last year, I felt like the Predators, when they got down, they were out. This year, I feel like they get down and put themselves in these situations, but they're never out. And I, I think so the mental fortitude that we talk about, which doesn't necessarily win hockey games is there. I don't think there's a give up on this team, you know, while games are being played, but the same problems are there. And, you know, I'm with John Hines. Like if I knew the answer, I wouldn't be here talking to you guys right now. I would have a job with a hockey team somewhere. So, you know, you could look at all the expected goals for and, and and all these stats and all, and all that. But, you know, if these guys can't figure it out, I'm not sure that I'm qualified to figure it out either. I just know what I see. And uh, and it goes back to what I was saying earlier. What, what if there is nothing to figure out? What if this is just who they are? And this just, this just, they're just not good enough. And, and I know no one wants to hear that because for the last two seasons, it's been the issue of they're underachieving. They're underachieving. Why? I mean, are they? So at what point do you concede? This is just who they are. Uh, right now, the last 10 games, they've lost seven of them. The three wins were in overtime, so they haven't been ahead at the end of regulation in a game since January 16th, second game of the season. Um, you know, in a normal season, that's bad. In a shortened season, it's awful. And you're, we've talked about it before, Paul. I mean, yeah, you're playing the, the champs in Tampa Bay, but you're going to have to play them a whole bunch more the rest of the season. you got to play them again tomorrow night. you got to play Dallas a ton. I mean, this is, it may not be 
the toughest division in hockey, but it's, it's, very, it's certainly it's, it's, it's very top heavy. It is very top heavy, and and the Predators are not have not proven that they belong in that top part. I mean, you know, they, yeah, they beat Columbus two games to start the season, but I mean, Dallas has proven far superior to them. Tampa's proven far superior to them. They struggled against the Blackhawks, who are not shouldn't be superior to them. Um, they're playing the Red Wings this week, uh, who they should beat. Uh, you know, I, and I'm not, you know, big on the, again, on the hot takes and whatnot. I, I really think if they don't, and I wrote this today before the game, um, it hasn't been posted yet, but and it will be updated. But I, I really think if they don't win three out of four this week, they're going to be in some serious trouble. Um, and now that means after tonight's game, that means winning the next three games in a row, which they haven't done this. Season. I think they've, but did they win three in a row? I don't even remember, but it's, it's, it's so rare. No, they, they, win- they have not won three in a row. Okay. So, I mean, we're asking them to do something that, that they haven't been able to do. Um, and we're asking them to do it. Look, Ekholm was out tonight for baby reasons. I'm assuming that Ida gave birth or is close to giving birth to their second child. Um, Roman's going to be missing some time here pretty soon. His wife is due any day now. You know, they're going to have new guys coming in there. Ryan Johansson is out. They got Arvidsson and Forsberg playing on the second line. Um, I mean, they're they're really going to be forced to answer the bell or not answer the bell. And we've said this, I think, I think I've said this on every podcast, Gentry. Sometimes you just start getting the feeling that you are what you are. And mm-hmm. what they look like, what they appear to be, is just a mediocre team. I mean, they're, you know, they're probably going to finish around 500. They're probably not going to make the playoffs. They're going to have a whole bunch of new faces next season after, you know, all these guys on one-year deals. I just, I, I think, you know, playing armchair GM, you really have to consider, I mean, Matias Eichholm has, I think, a year left on his contract after this season. He's very, it's a very, very team-friendly number. Um, I, I don't remember exact number right now, but it's it's not high. They can unload him and get some value for him. Um I think they should stock up draft picks, to be honest with you, and, and see what they can turn those draft picks into with this expansion draft um, and, and, and get, you know, hope that a guy like Philip Tomasino is ready to come up and, and, and play on the a first or second, probably the second line. Duchesne's here. You move him up and, and roll the dice and see what you got. I mean, look, there's a lot of young players in this league, 21, 22, 23 years old, who are who play pro- prominent roles on their teams. Um I think that they they drafted the goalie of the future last year. I think. I mean, well, I mean that remains to be seen, and, the, and goalies usually take a long time to develop. But they're going to need him uh, sooner rather than later because I mean Pekka's not going to be here forever. And you see, you know. By the way, is Pekka the number one again? Is that what's happening right now? I mean, I think I think we're going to teeter totter back and forth until he has a bad game or two, and then you see, you know. But I think right now, yeah, I mean, Pekka's pl- Pekka is playing better, but it none of that matters if they can't score. Like, it, it just doesn't it, matter. It's, it's true. Neither of them have really gotten much help. Pekka's played pretty well, actually, here recently, but it doesn't matter when, yeah, I mean, you're he, he one goal. He has, and, and, and he's earned that playing time. But I, I don't – if you say to me, well, UC Saros is in goal the last three games, I, I don't think it makes a difference. I mean, you know no. – I think Peck is keeping them in games, but that doesn't, you know, that doesn't matter if they can't win games. So, you know, again, I, I, I David Poyle was very, very hesitant after the 2017 season, which and I won't say they accidentally made the Stanley cup final, but they weren't expected to, I mean, they far exceeded expectations. 
Then the next season, they kind of carried that momentum, you know, in the regular season, when the President's Trophy, and then just have been living off of that ever since. And, you know, in today's world, you can't afford, even if you're, you know, look at the really good teams. Yeah, they have the cores, but, I mean, the Blackhawks fell apart and completely rebuilt and won another, after winning a Stanley Cup. They had to completely rebuild and then kind of rebuild again. And, you know, yeah, they kept some of the core there, but, you know, having two or three really good players isn't going to win you Stanley Cups. And, you know, that, that that's, seems to be, you know, look, penalties kill the Predators. I mean, their, their penalty kill has been bad. Their power play is awful. Um, but that still doesn't help, you know, it still doesn't solve the problem. They don't have a guy who is any, – but any other team, if you look at the roster, who are, who are you afraid of on the Predators? Well, and kind of, you know, we heard tonight another question about inconsistency about this team, which has been going back to last season. Here's my question. If they're inconsistent right now, what's been the good? I mean, really, it, it's just been consistently bad for uh, I mean, most of the way. If you want to nitpick at it, I mean, you know, Philip Forsberg has been pretty good. Mikhail Grandlin has been pretty good. The rest of the team has been pretty bad to awful. I mean, you know, they're – Look, they're, they they made some improvements, some small improvements here and there. But the, the fact of the matter is, if you don't have, if you don't have the 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 big name threats on offense, to you know, it's like having a puzzle, right? Like you, you can have all of you know the the, the edge pieces, and, and you get to the middle of the puzzle, and 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 it's not you're you're missing pieces, and that piece you're missing a lot of pieces. Um, they have a lot of the same pieces. That's the problem. Um, you know, they, they, they have so many guys who are the same player and nobody who really, you know, when you look, when you know, it's not, it's not fair to compare them to the Lightning really because the Lightning are, are an elite team. But, I mean, who, who are you looking at on this team? You know, who are teams game planning for on the Predators where, they, yeah, we really got to watch this guy? Like It, it should be Forsberg. I don't disagree with you there. Um, and yeah, I mean, yeah, Roman Yossi is the Nor- you know Norris Trophy winner, and you know, but I'm talking offensively. Like he, he you know, he, Philip Forsberg should scare the hell out of people. I don't know if it's the way he's being used. I don't know if he's just a streaky player. I mean, certainly when he's good, he's really, really good. He's just as good as anybody in the league. But if he doesn't do that all the time, you know, what, what difference does it make? And you know, it's just kind of that false hope. Um, I'm going to touch a little bit Gentry tonight. They allowed a few more fans in. Um, it was noticeable. It, it was. It, it was. I felt like there was a little bit more energy in there. It's still, like, visually it's not that great. I think audibly it's probably better um, because, you know, you look around and you can't – I mean, you know, there's cardboard cutouts and there's there's there aren't a lot of fans there, but you can certainly hear them. Um and that was kind of a, uh, you know, I think that gradually is going to to get to a place, you know, not this season or not going to be, I don't think it's going to be full this season, but, you know, eventually. But look, I, again, I mean, you know, does it really matter? <laughs> it's not helping the team. I'll, I'll, I'll say this as somebody who went back to the, uh, the Music City Center parking deck and sat in traffic for a while. There was a line of people waiting to pay for their tickets at the machine as you go into that little entryway that's like indoors just for a second. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of people in there. There was not a lot of social distancing going on in there. I'm just saying, 
<laughs> that was that was that was a thing. I mean, really, it for the most part, I'd say in terms of like protocols for for COVID, I, most sporting events I've been to now have been pretty well done. I mean, they've really thought about how to do this, and and you don't ever feel like there's a problem. Going back to that parking deck was maybe the first time where I'm like, yeah, that's a problem. That's that's not that's not good. Yeah, I had a friend. I had a friend at the game tonight who was who texted me a little bit and 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 was telling me that they were being super strict about you know mask wearing and distancing and 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 all the rules and all that. So that you know that was it can be frustrating. I understand probably as a patron, but it's it's something that look that's just the reality of the the way things are now and uh, for the foreseeable future. So. You know, it, it was neat to see some 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 gold, yellow, whatever color jerseys you want, sweaters you want to call them. You know, there were some fans milling about. You know, just walking into the arena before the game, and you know, we usually stay later afterwards, so it was pretty empty by the time I got out. But you know, before the game, I n- not nearly as full as it usually is, but it was nice to be able to to, to see some sense of a little bit of normalcy back there. Um, but again, that's not going to help the product out of the ice. Look, they play the Lightning again Tuesday night. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know, Gentry, what else to say besides, you know, that they have to get better. And I don't know that they can. I mean, <laughs> just, you know, and that, that's just an impartial point of view that, you know, I, I don't have the point of view of a fan. I understand the frustration and, and I get it. And they want answers and they want, you know, people fired and everything else like that. Um, well, I would say tonight, Roman Yossi didn't say much, but he did. He hinted at one point about the team kind of going through the motions for a couple of periods. They were just playing. I don't know. I don't know. He didn't say the word urgency, but it came off like he was trying. He was saying there was a lack of urgency. Yeah. And when, when you have a players only meeting afterwards, that's usually what that comes down to is maybe, you know, a couple guys get called out for. I, I think they are playing hard. I, you know, I don't. I, I never believe. I don't. I'm not a big believer in, in, you know, thinking that. And I'm not saying there are athletes out there who don't care, but that seems to be the go-to excuse. Like, you know, look, these guys make a lot of money. Yeah, they also have a lot of pride. Um, and and I, I don't ever. I almost never think it's because they don't care or because they're not trying. I think it just comes down to they're just not good enough. I mean, you know, I, I just don't. Look I mean, at the, the longer this goes, the more you have to think that it's just. But the, but the question is, the question always remains why, right? Like, and, and, and we've talked about before, like, look, Johansson was a really good offensive player before he got here. Graham was a really good offensive player before he got here. Kyle Turris was a really good offensive player before he got here. Um, what happens to these players when they come to Nashville? I, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, but. Also, you know, I, I don't. I will say this, and, and, and I'm not, I'm not defending John Hines. I don't think this is all John Hines' fault. I, I think the roster, the way it's constructed, is not optimal. Um, you know, and and he's not necessarily being put in a fair position. You know, with the expectation of there's always an expectation when you hire a new coach that he's supposed to be the savior. And really, I, I think coaching has very little to do with it. I think a lot, a lot, and in all professional sports, really, um, it has way more to do with the guys who are getting paid to play these, you know, to play the game at this level, you know, and, and I don't know if, you know, if, if there's a, a mental issue going on in terms of if it's, a, if it's, if they're fragile psyches in the room or, or, or what, I mean, apparently there were last year, 
but the solution is not simple that much. I know. And a solution is not going to happen overnight. Like they're not just going to magically, it's not like they magically started being bad overnight and, and they're not going to magically start being good overnight. This whole process is going to take time and it could take a lot of change and it could, you know, this could go on for, for a while. So I think, you know, now it's just a matter of looking at what you have, looking at what you have coming up, you know, and then if things keep going in this direction, you know, it's not necessarily throwing in a towel on this season, but it's saying we're going to prepare for the next, for two years from now or three years from now, and we, you know, and, and, and go that route. So I, I think, you know, if, if you're looking for an opinion, I, I think that that's probably what's going to happen if things continue to go this way. And I have no reason to believe that they're not. You know, the best thing that happened tonight to me at Bridgestone was uh, Pete Weber telling me that you can get Tim Horton's coffee shipped to you. Really? I, See, I, I'm in the process right now of looking that up. I have a, well, I have a, uh, um, my trips to Canada, I used to look forward to the Tim Hortons, but I, I have a, there's a, there's a place called Portillo's back home and, and you can do the same, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a restaurant with, you know, ro- uh, Italian beef and you, you, you know, I stopped, I stopped at a Portillo's on your, I, 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 and you weren't disappointed, were you? No, it was great. I ended up getting like a Polish sausage and eating them in the car for the next five hours of my drive coming out of Chicago. It was, it, it was good. It was awesome. Hopefully the highlight of your highlight of your trip, but uh, it was, it was truly. And I, I get that. I get, I've, I've found out that I can get that. Uh, and I have done it, gotten it shipped here and prepared it myself. And, um, you know, I, I, I wish Portillo's would come here. They, they're, they're pretty much a, a Midwest and they have some, they have one or two in Arizona and a couple in, I think maybe in Florida or something. Well, here I was thinking it was going to be like this little deli kind of place. This place was huge. It was the longest drive through line I've ever seen anywhere. And the shortest amount of time you probably ever spent in the drive through. Yeah, I was able to, I even, I, I didn't do the drive through. I was like, yeah, not so much. So I, okay. I went and did, did the curbside thing. And then before I was even parked, a guy was at my window being like, all right, what's the, you know, so no, they were, they were, uh, they were, they were very efficient for how many people they have. Not a, they, paid, uh, not a paid advertisement, by the way, just a, or an endorsement, just a, a preference or a, you know, but um, no, I, 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 Hey, we're going to, we're going to keep doing this and keep grinding away at it just like the predators are. And, 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 you know, we're, we're trying, you know, we'll give our honest opinions, but here's my other thing too, Gentry, especially, you know, with, with everything that's gone on in the world, um, sports are bad. I mean, it, we have something that we can watch or we can, you know, we do this for a living. So it's, it's, you know, our perspective might be a little bit different, but I mean, you know, I, I have, you know, I've, I was a fan of, of one team growing up and, and, you know, had emotional attachment to that. And I get that, but I really think, Hey, especially, you know, I, I think the fans had fun tonight. I think, you know, to, to come home from work and, and, you know, eat dinner and, wa- and watch a, a hockey game is not the worst thing in the world to be able to do. And getting mad about hockey again um, is not a bad thing. You know, caring about it is not a bad thing. So I, you know, I try to look at it like that, um, you know, and, and, and just try to take it for what it is. Yeah. I'm way, I'm way ahead of you. Did you see this college football season in the state of Tennessee? <laughs> <laughs> we talk about it. So yeah, it, uh, I agree though. It's, um, it's, it's, it's nice, but I think the, uh, you know, it, it's going to be a lot more nice when you get a full, full crowd back at Bridgestone. That's still, uh, it was better tonight. 
but uh, it's not going to be the same until that happens. You know, and spring training is coming, starting up here pretty quick too, which I'm looking forward to. So, you know, we'll, we'll have some distractions in our lives that, that, you know, and look, that's what this is. And, and, you know, that's kind of how I look at it. So anyhow, Gentry, I know you got to get up early tomorrow and uh, I have some more work to do tonight. So uh, that'll do it for this edition of Catfish Corner. We hope you subscribe to Tennessean.com if you haven't already. And if you haven't already, well, what are you waiting for? Always have specials going on. Remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us a review and a rating while you're at it, if you would so please. For Gentry Estes, I'm Paul Scribina, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening.